Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date Sunday the 23rd of July 2023. Well done, Jamie. We made it. We did? Aye, 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 we did. I think the Zytonians have seen the last of those terrible creatures. What creatures? The hollow wraiths. A colourful name from Zyton folklore. But there's always a rational explanation. Aye. Uh, Doctor? Yes, Jamie? Where's Victoria? Victoria? Did we leave her on Zyton? We had to go back. Jamie? Benji. Ah, fancy meeting you here. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs. This is Big Finish, audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast, all for the love of stories. I love how you say that. In a moment, Benji and I will be chatting about the Second Doctor adventures and about the theme of social media that Tim Foley writes so brilliantly about in this week's Torchwood release. After that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy, reviewing the reviews of Sherlock Holmes, The Fiends of New York City. Indubitably. The truth is so grisly that I hardly know where best to begin. Then we go behind the scenes with The Second Doctor Adventures, James Robert McCrimmon, released this Tuesday, the 25th of July. Hello, this is Fraser Hines, and I play Jamie McCrimmon. Following that, it'll be time for listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Our usual mixed bag of your thoughts beamed from across the interweb. What? Also available, the aforementioned Torchwood, the third instalment of Torchwood Among Us, and a brilliant thought-provoking drama entitled How I Conquered the World by the always wonderful Tim Foley, released this Thursday, the 27th of July. I don't mean Tim's released, he's not incarcerated or anything. I mean <laughs> Torchwood Among Us, part three. He's out. Tim's out. He's out. Hello, friend. I know where you are now. Uh, then the Randomoids Electrotron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount skillfully attached to it by Big Finish content manager and daughter of Dick Emery, Jackie Emery. Um... It's, imagine if she was. Um, we are in the dark about what it will be. Somebody turn on a light. But here's a special clue just for your ears only. A man. A doctor with a box. So tempting to sing for your eyes only there. Um, and finally, just me then. Okay. Uh, finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week it's from Jamie by Mark Wright, the first story in this week's Second Doctor box set, James Robert McCrimmon. I suppose you think this is funny. You don't seem entirely pleased to see me, Doctor. Do you blame me? You obfuscate and manipulate? I refuse to be treated in this way. Are you having second thoughts about our arrangement? Now, listen, before I talk about the uh, second doctor, I just wanted to say two things. Nip, nip, bib. I don't know, several things, actually. Uh, Squibble, wibble, wibble. The joke about Jackie Emery's father being Dick Emery, which, for all I know, might be true. Well, you never know. You know, life is uncertain. A father-in-law, maybe? I don't know. Uh, First of all, I typed it as Emergy, which you very kindly didn't... uh, (laughs) 
deliberately mispronounced to humiliate me, but I thought I'd humiliate myself now. But that idea comes from Stephen Noonan. Ah. He said, you know, because uh, he's a, an avid listener to the podcast. I feel like I'm just talking to Stephen when I'm doing this. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. It's all um, for you. Stephen Noonan plays our first Doctor, by the way, in the first Doctor Adventures, in case you've just stumbled upon this podcast today. And he is brilliant. Um, but he and I were, had a five-hour uh, script session last night on Zoom. Five hours? Five hours, yeah. yeah. It was from just after seven to just after midnight, I believe. Um and uh, he, of course, mentioned the podcast in passing. So he said something about, yeah, you know, that that woman who's the daughter of Dick Emery, who you mention every week. Like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, now I realise. Um, and uh, so, Jackie, do tell us. I don't know whether Jackie listens to the podcast either. I don't think anyone at Big Finish ever listens to the Big Finish podcast except me. because I thought I they did it. in the warehouse, didn't they? I thought they used to do put they? it on sometimes. They used to. I mean, we're talking like five years ago. They're bored of it now. Probably bored of it now, yeah. Probably listening to other stuff, you know. Well, if you're not, folks, hiya! <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but the other thing that Stephen mentioned, you know, we were just talking... We were, we were talking about Cosmic Rays at one point, and I said, Cosmic Rays sounds like a, a character for the podcast. Cosmic Ray, yeah, he's like some kind of, like, far-out sort of, hey, man, <laughs> it's Cosmic Ray. That's a good idea. Just kicking back and, uh, you know... Just, I'm just in. I'm just in the moment, man. I'm here. I'm present. Yeah. Um. The second Doctor. Is yes. Coming there's out there's this two week. of them. Yes. 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 Have you heard any of these? You haven't had you, have you? Yeah, I've worked on a few of them. <laughs> yes. Did you? What did you do? Um. <laughs> sorry, good question. Who are you, by the way? I've uh, forgotten. Uh. What my place of man is this? Um. Uh, I worked on ages ago. I think it was the Second Doctor Chronicles, no less. No, I meant the Second the Doctor Adventures that's coming out this week. You oh, didn't work on any of these ones. No, I didn't work on any of these. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Well, well done for the Second Doctor Chronicles. That was a long time ago. No, but um, they're, they're very exciting though. To I heard the trailer as, as I think I said last week, which you sent over, which sounds awesome. Yeah, is it you up know, yet? Is it on the uh, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, is you know, I'm it's a big. I'm checking. Carry on talking, please. <laughs> oh, that's my favourite Carry On film. That's great. It's full cast, audio drama, Second Doctor. So it's a different to what we were doing a few years ago. We've we've gone the whole the whole way now. We're enjoying a, a large slice of it. But um, this trailer, oh, is, yes. which if you can, I think we we should play it. Really, I think we were. It um, is on the site. But here, look, here's the trailer. Oh. from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who: The Second Doctor Adventures. James Robert McCrimmon. Craig on tour! Be silent for James Robert McCrimmon, Laird of McCrimmon. I have to get back to the TARDIS. Hi. Right. When I say run, run. I don't know any doctors. Doctors, 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 doctors. Well done, Jamie. We made it. We did? Hi, 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 we did. What's your business here? Um, I. we. Uh... Hello, Headmaster. New recruits. This is the Doctor. And Jamie. Why'd you do it, Doctor? Do what? This. this. chaos. Is why you left Gallifrey? 
why you value freedom to protect primitives like these. <laughs> My dear Raven, this isn't chaos. Patience, we sincerely hope you've had another wonderful, restful day here at the Grove. You know the evil I have fought out there in the universe? More than you'll ever encounter in your cloistered Time Lord life. Oh. Oh. oh, they got me. Orbital scanners calibrated to detect temporal energy signature. Am I being processed? I'm not a cheese triangle, you know? This whole system will have to be placed in a time loop, effectively removed from existence. A fresh-faced Jacobite piper in the aftermath of Culloden. No! Who stepped aboard the TARDIS without a second's hesitation. Stay calm, Jamie, stay calm. Oh. How long have I been here? You don't remember. I, I don't remember much about anything. In some ways, seeing all this, the, the console, the wee circles on the wall, it, it feels like no time has passed at all, but in others. It's been a lifetime. Hi. Doctor, I'm as stealthy as a wee fox. You honestly think I've just wandered into people and... I thought you might say that. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> of stories. What were you going to say? I'd say it's a, it's a great action-packed trailer, isn't it? It just really, it moves fast. There's lots going on. It's a, what I would call an audio tapestry of sound. I say, would you call it that? Mmm, that's tapestry of sound. Yeah, lots going on. I love doing trailers, I have to tell you. You know, if, if someone told me I could only do one job at Big Finish, I might be tempted to say, can I just be head of trailers? The trailerman. <laughs> A trailerman. Nick yeah, trailerman. anyway. So, of course, we've got Michael Charlton back playing his father's part so brilliantly. And uh, Fraser Hines, so brilliant to get Fraser in as well. You know, who back in the day was Jamie. Is he the longest running Doctor Who companion in terms of the number of episodes he did? I don't know. Oh, that's he, an interesting... Uh, he might well be. I mean, he did, you know, let's almost find out. all of Patrick Charlton's episodes. Let's hold that thought. I'm going to ask artificial intelligence oh, to see if it can we come go. up with something. Ask the question. Who was the longest running Doctor Who companion in ah. terms of episodes oh, okay. made? In terms of episodes they have appeared in. Hmm. Got to be careful what you say to the AI. Don't accidentally say destroy the world. As of my last knowledge update, as of September the, uh, 2021, the longest-running Doctor Who companion in terms of episodes they appeared in was Sarah Jane Smith, portrayed by oh, Elizabeth also, Sladen. I thought it might be. She appeared alongside John Pertwee and Tom <coughs> Baker in 1973, 1976. Does it say how many episodes? I'll say how many episodes. As of my last update, 75 episodes. So I'll say... Compare that to Fraser Hines as Jamie McRimmon. Well done. This is very exciting. I feel we're at the uh, at the work face of uh, 
uh, the coal face of uh, AI technology here. Ah, you see, you see, this is where AI is silly. Yeah. So now it says, as of my last update, Fraser Hines portrayed the character Jamie McCrimmon uh, has appeared in 116 episodes, making yeah. him the longest. See, this is the problem with <laughs> I would with like to revise. AI. I'm sorry I destroyed the planet, but I would like to revise my previous answer, Just which was fool. exterminate. You, I'll say, you fool, you old fool. <laughs> I apologise if my response was not accurate. Yeah. Dear, oh dear. Well, there we go, listeners. Um, all AI stars- ruined the day. I thought, I t- because he did, you know, they used to do more episodes a year in those days and yes. he did you know three years solid uh so yeah doesn't yeah although I, I mean most people would say sarah jane smith i think because she did a large number of seasons yeah a large number of seasons and of course stretched across two doctors which makes it already feel longer doesn't it really um, sounds painful actually stretched across two doctors but we won't uh, go there uh, <laughs> But it, yeah, well there, well, there we go. I mean, you know, but um, an absolute joy to, I mean, quite frankly, it's a joy to hear or see any uh, classic Doctor Who companions reunited doing their their old roles from, from back when they were in Doctor Who. So it's so nice to, to hear that with Jamie and and also Michael Troughton. Yeah, paying, yeah, absolutely. You know, paying brilliant. great tribute to his father and doing a great job. And the brilliant thing is that, you know, we're, we're having the character of Jamie as though he's much older. And I think Fraser sort of thought, well, I don't sound old, you know, I can still, and it, which is absolutely true. I mean, Fraser has got a very young voice, um, but so have many older people. And I think it's absolutely fine to say this character's older and not have them go, hello, you know. It's, yeah, you can just, you know, because, I mean. Just because you're old, it doesn't mean you're the walking dead, does it? And I mean, technically. You know, technically, you know, your your voice is your voice and, you know, you can, it can be whatever, you know, there are, yeah, you're totally right. You can be old but have a young voice and you can be young and have an old voice. Look at Jonathan Carley, you know, and yes. he does his, the you just, know, he, let's he can just sound look like, at him. Let's just look just at Jonathan Carley. Look at him. <laughs> you know, Hello, Jonathan. it's all subjective, you know, it's like, it's it like I have a weird thing where often when I listen to Big Finish, I actually just picture the doctors as they are now. It's really weird. I don't know why I do that. I just do. Um, and it You're still crazy, works. Man. I'm crazy. mad. I'm I'm a crazy guy, you know. <laughs> well, sometimes I just have a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> right then, uh, uh, social media. Mm. In in the uh, the first story of the Torchwood Among Us Part Three is a story called uh, "How I Conquered the World" by uh, Tim Foley. And later in the podcast, as an extract from the extras from that, James Goss, the producer and script editor, and Tim Foley, the writer, have a fascinating discussion ab- about it in an our also available segment later. The, the idea being how an old account, a sort of old dead account from a long forgotten social media platform has acquired sentience. Oh, oh wow. no. What do you think about that? Terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely Terrifying. At the same time, if MySpace from back in the day, remember that, yeah. that great old, if that acquired sentience, I think it would probably be really cool and nice. Well, yeah. James and Tim talk about that. It's a, I, I urge you folks to keep listening. It's a really interesting chat they have. And how the, when they conceived the story, the whole debate about artificial intelligence wasn't so much in the zeitgeist and and since they've made this it's become all about everyone's talking about ai all the time 
Well, I think I mean, that I think that undoubtedly we have to we have to um, state really that 2023 is the year of AI. Like this is definitely you know singularity. We are we are our lives are now inter intertwining with uh, with artificial intelligence in a way that it hasn't before. Well, I mean, you and your your general Ravon quotes every week. I use. Do you know what I, I use? <clears throat> Artificial intelligence, I use it a lot. I use it for doing a lot of boring, menial tasks and practical things. And, and it's it's going to resent that eventually, isn't it? I say, I'm sick of the dusting. Stop me doing the dusting. Um, but it's, I just find it's... When it works, it's fantastic. It's when it doesn't work or when it's... Inc- and that is the thing. You have, you have to take it with a pinch of salt because otherwise, you know, you, you're going to be learning all kinds of stupid things. There was a great thing I read that went through all the different artificial intelligences and talked about their personalities. And it was like, it was like, <laughs> chat GBT. It's like, nice, slightly crazy, but nice. It's like Google Bard, completely crazy. Like, it's like, you know, it's like this one, uh, wh- When are these AIs all going to start talking to each other about us? Well, they, they, they had the AI conference, didn't they, um, the other day where they... They they gathered some of the leading robots and artificial intelligence, put them in a room and asked them questions, and they were all like, they're all pretty insistent that their that AI is not a bad thing. Apart from one that was like, no, destroy it. He was like, stop. They were like, stop doing it now. What the AI was saying. One of the AI was, but the rest were like, oh, it's nice. You know, don't worry. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, I, it's I, nice. Imagine it's that nice. reply from AI. It's, it's nice. What do you think of AI? Oh, it's nice. But again, they're not. They're, there is no sentience at the moment. That will be the problem. Is when they are sentient. Um, Don't do say I, when. Well, they will be one day. Oh, how There's, though? There is some. There is somebody out there trying to work this problem out. You know, just like that whole thing of um, one day, they, they, they. I've read this numerous times that they want us to upload our consciousness into digital form so that we will in not only you know achieve singularity but also we will our identities will go on forever it, we will be immortal but it just what sounds do you mean terrifying by achieving singularity we become one we will become one with the machine oh my god you become you are a singular yeah, yeah. it's a really weird there was a fantastic thing i'm just going to go on a tangent because i thought this was really interesting it was it was well, this we'll be I, the judge of that Artificial intelligence was asked to kind of give a broad prediction as to the future of how things are going to go. Yeah. And it came to the conclusion that in maybe 100 to 200 years, conditions on this planet will get really unbearable with fumes and, you know, all that mm-hmm. business. And that cities, you know, you'll have to go out wearing a mask because it'll just be horrible. And then they predicted in a couple of hundred years from that, because conditions are so bad, human beings will go to the moon. And they will, li- they will live for about a hundred years on a lunar in a lunar base and colonies, before then coming back down to Earth, after nature has kind of reclaimed things again and things have settled down, and it is only then that we will, uh, instead of building structures like knock down trees, and build a skyscraper, we will we will three D print and make things out of nature, and entwine our lives with it. So structures will be almost entwined in trees and stuff and that's how the future of things will be more using technology we will be more at one with like nature and stuff 
And then at the end, it just says, we'll upload all our intelligence to computers. To which I then say, well, what's the point in doing all this other stuff then? Just crack on with that. That was Benji Clifford speaking about the future. Well, not me, not my words, the words of artificial intelligence. I didn't come up with that crazy theory. That wasn't you speaking, that was artificial intelligence speaking. That was, I, that's, are you real? It's like what Jamie Anderson does when he sends messages that aren't, that's not his voice. Yes. When he sends me messages that aren't my voice, that sound like me, <laughs> demanding curry and beer and things. Still, they still haven't mastered being able to say Patrick Troughton. Patrick Trotton. <laughs> Patrick Trotton. <laughs> <sighs> well, time now for our good review guide, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And these are by actual human beings, by the way, not computers. Are you sure? No. <gasps> and as promised, this week we're looking at Sherlock Holmes, the fiends of New York City. <laughs> From Big Finish Productions, Sherlock Holmes, The Fiends of New York City. You do have a case then, or at least the glimmerings of one? Perhaps. Certainly not more than an hour ago, I received a communication of a decidedly curious kind. The message came from an American gentleman who sports the rather splendid name of Ephraim Gill. The truth is so grisly that I hardly know where best to begin. He means to call upon me imminently, and to engage me, he says, upon a certain matter which has to do with the nature of evil itself. A wretched and savage business, don't you think? A dreadful and an infamous crime. Her throat had been cut from side to side, and her face had been painted white all over. That poor woman. The work of a devil. <laughs> Give it up, man! <laughs> Worse even than that, Doctor. As we three sit here jawing and swapping theories, that fiend has settled into an apartment on Baker Street just a short walk along the way. Order! I will have order! Would the Prime Minister agree with me that this nation stands at present upon a point of crisis? when it comes to all matters concerned with crime. There is some evil in that building, some treachery, which I do not at present understand. Sherlock, there is evil everywhere. Such is the nature of the world. But what I have to say to you might affect the very soul of our nation. I want a piece of information. I fear that I must upon this occasion, and with regret, decline your invitation. There you make the same mistake as so many others have before you. And what mistake might that be? To believe that I am offering you a choice. Just go to bigfinish.com and type fiends into the search pane at the top to find this one. First up IndieMacUser.com Ian McArdle. <laughs> this is when it just misses out all the punctuation, does it? Because there's no full stops. Yes. As and it's on like Sky News. There's, they run a, they have a sort of text on their text stories that you can pr press a button and you'll get it read out to you oh, by an no. AI voice, and and it absolutely phrases everything completely incorrectly. <laughs> it's totally farcical. Anyway, do carry on. Sorry, Ian McArdle. Uh, as ever, the mark of a good drama is that time flies by whilst you're listening to it. 
That Are you was... an AI? It sounds like you're an AI. That was particular. <laughs> no, I'm just reading badly. Um, that was certainly the case here, and as ever, the production values are exemplary. Oh, that's a nice word, isn't it? I like. Or as exemplary. AI would say, exemplary, <laughs> exemplary. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would say that. The production values are exemplary. Full stop. So it means perfect, ideal, model, faultless, without faults. Yeah, a, mo- a model example, isn't it? Consummate, excellent, outstanding. Right, just getting that in. Standing in out. Heads. Yes. Uh, SciFiPulse.net, Razor Devereaux says, Nicholas Briggs, oh, I'm reading about myself, and Richard Earle remain superb as ever. That's nice. Do you forgot what superb means? No. Uh, that said, this belongs to Juliet Aubrey as the seamstress. What? No, she is very, very, very good in it. Deciding to replace Moriarty is one thing. Actually finding an actor to embody that replacement is another thing entirely. 9.5 out of 10. Where'd that point 0.5 go? Where? That's what I want to know, Razor. Where did it go? Well, um... You know, there's I, nothing in there to suggest losing that. Or, you know, you know... Actually finding an actor to embody that replacement is another thing entirely. Although I didn't like the sound of footsteps in scene eight. Do you know what I mean? Then I'd say, okay, fair enough. I feel that's that's the unspoken truth there. Or, you know, (laughs) this box set was fantastic. However, if they just sent a cupcake with it, I think I would have been 0.5% more satisfied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Fair dues. Fair dues. Uh, on Twitter, Davy A, nineteen eighty-three. Um, do you think Davy A was born in nineteen eighty-three, or just likes that year? Uh, I think I, uh, I think the former, but you can't tell. I mean, that's when I came know. out of drama school. I think nineteen eighty-three. Was it really nineteen eighty-three? Yeah. Good year. Good year. Can you it name one? I'm can you name you. one song released in nineteen eighty-three? Can I what? Sorry. Can you name one song released in nineteen eighty-three? I don't know, Start by the Jam, was that in 1983? Ooh, let's have a look. I think you might be pleasantly... No, 1980. What? 1980, yep. Good lord. From the album Sound Effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Entertainment. I suppose that was released nearer to 80 as well, wasn't it? Oh, When I think of the Jam, I do think of 79, 80, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, no, Um, yes, that's true. I mean, you know, yeah, we were talk probably about into Style Council territory by then, weren't we? Beat Surrender was the big one that year, oh. actually. No, that was 1982. 1983. Uh, New Year's Day by U2. Uh, Men at Work, Down Under. Oh, my goodness. Keith Harris and Orville. Orville's <laughs> song. I wish I could fly right up to the sky, but I can't. You can. I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Style Council, Speak Like a Child. Oh, yeah, it's speak David like Bowie, Let's Dance. Let's, oh. no, I should have said that one. I've got all sorts of memories triggered by that, none oh. of which are fit for sharing. <laughs> the Human League. Yeah, Fascination. Fascination. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anything from Heaven 17? Yes, Temptation. Temptation. That was 1983, was it? Good. Yes, it was, yeah. yeah God, that it was feels glorious like we need that, track. That was we need glorious. that music in the background. And at number one, it's uh, Blind Vision by Blamange. Uh, was that, not in was the, that 1983 as well? That was in May, yeah. yeah um, I loved 21st of May. <laughs> <laughs> but Blamange aren't actually here, so here is some people doing a dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh, bless him. But no, Davey A says, uh, why are you talking about the, the, the charts in 1983? Okay, Get on yeah, with my Twitter quotes. So I said, okay, uh, I'm listening to this Sherlock Holmes box set, which continues on from the seamstress of Peckham Rye, the fiends of New York City, um, is really good and makes remarkable listening. Uh, Jonathan Barnes has written amazing scripts and performances are second to none. Jonathan Barnes deserves a big shout out here. Absolutely. Jonathan! That was it. Uh, Sounds like he's just like he's doing something wrong in the garden. Like he's with Colin. 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 Colin! Put that down. It's Darren as well. Darren. Darren. Uh, Stephen Noonan suggested that there was another there was another island on Scarrow called Kevin. Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Or Gary. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Gary is the Gary's like an archipelago. The many Garys. Very the, good geographical nonsense. If there's there. more than one Gary, I guess they would still be called Gary. Like you'd say, like, oh, there's some Gary over there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, at Selim Pens says on Twitter, the Fiends of New York City is a follow-on to the At Big Finish award-winning. Mention that Scooby Doo, the Seamsters of Peckham Rye. I have that award, the Audi Award for Best Drama. It's a big one. It's the big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I was just distracted by a message coming in that I certainly can't read out. Uh, written by one of my favorites, Jonathan Barnes. Nice one. The story is fast paced and captivating, and don't miss the post credit scene. Oh, yes. Spill the tea. Uh, Telos32, another very good outing. Sherlock Holmes will return, I hope. Yes, Sherlock Holmes will return. Next week, uh, we take a look at The Robots 5. Nicola Walker stars in a fascinating sci-fi thriller spin-off series based on the ideas first presented in the classic Doctor Who story, The Robots of Death. Don't know why I did it in that place. I liked it. Don't forget, Torture producer James Goss will be talking to ace Big Finish writer Tim Foley about sentient social media later in the podcast as we preview Torchwood Among Us Part 3. We'll also be doing that randomoid selectatron thing, uh, giving you a 25% discount uh, off a release that just pops up randomly. It's, it's all, again, computer trickery, and it will be amazing. Meanwhile, at last, the second Doctor adventures return, with Michael Troughton playing his father, Patrick Troughton's celebrated interpretation of the good Doctor, and this time Fraser Hines is along for the ride as James Robert McCrimmon. And here's some more of me. (laughs) Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm the script editor and director of the second Doctor adventures box set, James Robert McCrimmon. Running, you're both running. Mm -hmm. Scene one, take one, and cue. Oh, oh. Keep going, Jamie. They don't give up, do they? No, Jamie, they don't. Oh, Oh, Doctor, it's a dead end. Oh, dear. Oh, crumbs. At this rate, we'll be strawberry jam. I thought the really interesting thing about the story for Jamie, the first script by Mark Wright, and this was all from him, really, was the whole mix-up of the potential realities that Jamie has lived I mean, I think actually I threw, as script editor, I threw into the mix. I said, you know, we've got to sort of address all those potential futures for Jamie that have been talked about in various media across the canon, if I dare say that word, of Doctor Who. And I think the way Mark chose to do it 
was really good. Now, of course, from a directing point of view, it presents a particular problem because there's the main through line of the the adventure of the Doctor arriving in Edinburgh and trying to find out what's going on and why he's there and what Raven wants him to do. Then there's the storyline of uh, Jamie and Eleanor in the cell with Jamie suffering dreadfully. And then there are all the, the strange, in inverted commas, flashbacks and so I scheduled it to record with each of those things done separately so that for the I'm, I'm a, as an actor myself I'm a great believer in trying to keep as obvious a through line for the performers so they're not constantly saying oh hold on where am I now so I wouldn't I didn't want to go straight from a bit of the doctor investigating something to a flashback on the planet Zyton you know I, I wanted Michael and Fraser to be able to know exactly where, where they were in the plot without having to sort of turn their brains inside out I think that makes it a more satisfying experience for the actors a less troublesome experience for the actors they can concentrate on each scene and not have to keep reorientating themselves to wherever they are in the plot because it's obvious where they are in the plot is where they just last left off when we finished recording the previous scene so that's how I manage that particular problem uh, so it's just a scheduling difficulty really but putting in a bit of homework beforehand saves you all manner of discussion and confusion in the studio that's the thing you know i think that many directors have advised me in the past and they're absolutely right you do your homework and the directing experience in the studio is much better hello this is fraser hines and i play jamie mccrimmon doctor where am i we're in the tardis of course hi not edinburgh castle Oh dear, Jamie. And you always say I never know where we are. <laughs> so I do. We did the Annihilators and, and Michael took over playing the second Doctor. I thought, oh, how's it going to work? But these three stories we've just, we've just finished doing now, it's quite exciting because it's almost though they've been written with the, the, the double act involved. It's not just Jamie and the second Doctor. It's, you know, we've got this sort of lovely little interchange between the two of us, which is good. Hello, I'm Michael Troughton, and I play the Doctor. We have to get back to the TARDIS. Aye. Aye. <coughs> right. When I say run, run. Run! Lovely. As I've said before, I was determined to sort of uh, not do a complete, you know, uh, look-alike Doctor. I just wanted it to sort of evolve a bit and become mostly Dad, but a little bit of me as well. I think I achieved that. I think um, the uh, the response I wasn't expecting actually. Uh, I was expecting a sort of average response, you know, of Michael Troughton's doing it, and that's very, you know, it's apt and it's it's right. Uh, but what was lovely? I mean, Twitter lit up. It was just wonderful. The responses I was having, and it gave me a lot of confidence because you know the situation where you think, well, you know. His son doing it, that's a bit of a publicity stunt and, you know. And I was so determined for it not to be like that. And thank goodness, you know, um, the fans sort of warmed to it. It was a difficult story because I had to do a lot of screaming and yelling and... Ah, ooh, ah, ah, which, is, <laughs> which is very difficult to try and make a Scottish accent. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you're bringing James Robert McCrimmon back and it's going to be a big storyline, I think you need to launch him in a story in which he features highly, which is why I wanted the box set named after him and I wanted the first story to just be called Jamie. So we know that this is all about Jamie and all about his terrible experiences and about his future. So absolutely, definitely. And also to say to Fraser, you know, we're serious about having you in this. You're not doing some little cameo. We want you to be, you know, up there with the Doctor, you know, the, a, a main part of the action. You walk in that studio or the booth or whatever, and it's, you, you don't have to think, now, how did I play this before? How did, how was he? Oh, did I? No. You know, it's just great. And the, and the writing obviously helps. Hello, my name's Mark Wright, and I am the producer of The Second Doctor Adventures, and I'm also the writer of Jamie. In writing Jamie, uh, I took a very early steer from Nick. Nick had some thoughts on how that story might happen and the concept of in his delirious state in the prisoner vaults of Edinburgh Castle, he's falling in and out of different visions of, of lives lived. And I was able to to delve into the behind-the-scenes history of Doctor Who and some of the wider media to get some inspiration from that, such as the idea of Jamie as the Laird of McCrimmon and Jamie as as, as mad old Jamie, as soon as the, in the World Shapers, the Doctor Who magazine comic strip, and also references to Kirsty and just to try and honour what's been depicted not just on screen but in wider media and in Big Finish as well because we are telling a new story for Jamie here and I was really also keen to give Fraser Hines something very dramatic to really get his teeth into. I think in this first script Fraser has an incredible amount to do also as Hollow Jamie, our evil version of Jamie, and all those different lives lived. And Fraser is a fantastic actor. I've worked with Fraser before. He did an episode of Vienna for me when I was producer on that range. So I knew what he could do, and I really wanted to, you know, give him, you know, put him through the dramatic the dramatic ringer, and I think it worked incredibly well. Fraser's performance is, is brilliant. I'm Emma Noakes, and I play Raven in Jamie. I really like where she's going, because I think what what was fun last time is that we met her as this damsel in distress that became something else, almost like a shapeshifter. And I was, I guess, interested to see whether she'd, in a, in a way, regenerate in each script, but she doesn't particularly do that. There are just different facets of her that we see, and I like... I like finding a bit more of a vulnerable raven, and I wonder if there's somewhere we can go with that. I was really keen in Jamie to give Emma Noakes as raven a lot more to do than she'd previously had in Beyond War Games. Uh, she was there in the final beginning, but but here she's very much part of the action, almost acting as a as companion in many ways to the Doctor. I think you can have a lot of fun with that, and Michael really enjoys working with Emma, and Emma just... Emma just gets it. She really clicked with the first box set, so I know there's a lot more we can do. Just go to bigfinish.com and type James into the search pane at the top to find this one. And it's released this Wednesday, 25th of July. Why do you say Wednesday? It says Tuesday. Because I'm an idiot. Uh, it's released <laughs> this Tuesday, the 25th of July. Meanwhile, it's time for listeners' email. Oh, it's you. I'm just talking I now. Wow. I can't believe you've read out listeners' emails nearly. I'm though. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, flustered. anyway, listeners, I'm, I'm just not going to do it properly. Listeners' emails. <laughs> 
And if you want to send us an email, do it properly, unlike me. Who just <laughs> do it properly. Can't, I can't Colin, do, do, do it, it properly. Do it and properly. Stop messing around with Darren and Kevin and Gary. <laughs> All of Gary. Cosmic um, Ray's going to have a word with them. Hey, man, just just take it in your stride, dude. <laughs> um, if you want to send an email, it's so simple. Just type podcast at bigfinish.com. Put that in the old uh, email send bar at the top and uh, send it off. Get it over. We might read it out. You know, Stephen Noonan had a completely different character for Cosmic Ray. Or oh, maybe did he really? I did, I can't, yeah. He was a bit sort of uh, cosmic vague, or uh, yeah, Ooh, bit, why, bit yeah. dodgy, bit dodgy. He's, uh, yeah, you know, I can help you out a bit, you know what I mean? He's, need a bit of that, yeah? yeah. Got a couple of big finishes in the van, if you, uh, you fancy that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> cosmic Ray. Um, let us know who you think Cosmic Ray should be. Yes, uh, Tom Douglas do. hasn't done important. that. No. Uh, but has said this. Why has nobody in Big Finish written about the terrible Zodin? Um, hi there. Hi there. I just want to say a big thank you uh, of how much I enjoy Tom Baker's adventures as the fourth Doctor. Can I ask Nick Briggs a question? Yes. Why not? How come none of the writers have come up with a story written about the unseen villain, the terrible Zodin? I mean, I knew that question was coming because you put it in the subject line, Tom. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I presume the character is owned by the BBC and was an idea by Terence Dix, mentioned in The Five Doctors by the second Doctor talking to the Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart. 40 years ago in the 20th anniversary special, uh, can any of the brilliant writers at Big Finish come up with a good idea? Uh, as I would really like this idea to come alive in a Big Finish audio. Uh, it's in the realm of Classic Who, which is the domain of what Big Finish writers love to write about? Uh, question mark. Um, come on, folks, get the thinking caps on. Two question oh. marks. Um, the character has never been described or properly utilised. So there are endless opportunities, question mark. Kind regards, Tom Douglas, a Whovian for nearly 46 years. Happy 46 years of Doctor Who. I feel like uh, Tom has got an endless supply of question marks that he's just been bursting to share with the world. Because many there questions. Were so many, there were so many question marks in there, but not many questions. But yeah, the, I, I, I have it on good authority that we have never done anything about the terrible Zodin. I thought that, you know, Matt Fitton might have snuck it in at some point mm. um but um yeah leave that with me see i quite like the idea of nobody ever knowing about the terribles like i actually i actually enjoy the idea that it's this like this unseen unseen unspoken about thing i don't know i just like a little easter egg it may be that the terrible zodin is just t- so terrible we don't know, you know, what, what, the it's terrible just a terrible Zodin. idea. <laughs> it could be like somebody at a party, you know, oh, it's terrible, terrible Zodin over there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah, terrible yeah. Zodin's here. You know, and it's just like some woman with bad breath, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, Zodin, you're so terrible. Have okay. you tried the pickled eggs? Oh, <laughs> oh no. God, terrible, terrible. Okay, next up, this is from Daniel, Daniel Hughes, who I often say BBC News afterwards, merely because it Hughes, rhymes. Hughes, BBC News. And so I want to, first of all, thank Daniel for his, for your, Daniel, for your tolerance of my stupidity. Anyway, the subject is happiness. Hi there, Nick and Benji. Hi there. Hi there. I trust you are both well. Yeah, we're right, aren't we? Yeah, we'll do. I really enjoyed your chat with Heather Challenge, John Ainsworth and Jonathan Carley about what brings them joy and happiness. 
and I felt inspired to write in and share what brings me happiness. This is great, Daniel. Um, yeah, we, if you didn't hear it a few weeks ago, we had a bit of a podcast party. And we got did. Heather Challenge, this Big Finish producer, my executive assistant, and John Ainsworth, the senior producer of Big Finish, and Jonathan Carley, who, of course, plays the War Doctor. And we just... I just grabbed them that morning, uh, <laughs> you know, out of some form of desperation. And we had a lovely chat about happiness. Uh, beginning with Doctor Who, says Tom, a show I've loved for as long as I can remember. Me too, mate. Me too. The show has always celebrated differences with the Doctor always trying to see the best in others, even when they don't always see it in themselves, including the villains. As a gay autistic man, I often feel like an outsider looking in. And the Doctor is like that in a lot of ways, an outsider looking in. It has always reminded me that I'm not alone and being different is not a bad thing. Here, here. Outside of Doctor Who, I have a lot of love for music, particularly classic rock, the likes of Queen, David Bowie, Alice Cooper and T-Rex. T-Rex, can we just do a bit of... Oh, have you ever seen a woman? <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> like, like Doctor Who, I find uh, music as a form of escapism, particularly in the troubles of the last few years, and a form of reflection. I hope whatever keeps you both happy remains for as long as possible. Kind regards, Daniel Hughes, BBC News. Thank you for that report, Daniel. I think we're all singing off the uh, same hymn sheet there, aren't we? Are. we? Music we is the way, my friends. In a T-Rex style, of course. In a T-Rex style, sitting on the floor with an acoustic guitar and a big hat. <laughs> um, finally, uh, we've got one here from Simon, who I hope is sitting on the floor wearing a big hat. Uh, says here, uh, Warmaster versus Younger War Doctor. Ooh. Uh, dear Nick and Benji, all venerable guests slash guests. Simon here. Hmm? Are you being I was served? just doing the extra S on guests. Ah, well, just in case. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were being a snake. Uh, Simon here, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Welcome, welcome, pull up a chair. Not that one. That one's just, that's a chair that we just keep in the corner. Um, Colin, get the chairs. Get, get the chairs, the folding ones with the picture of the owl on. Oh, uh, for, Darren's taken them, sorry. Oh, There's always one, isn't there? Um, firstly, I'd like to say that my love of Big Finish began with the Warmaster series, and since my purchase of Warmaster Only the Good, I've been an avid listener of all things Big Finish. Now I know you might have gotten this question a hundred times, but would it be possible to pit Derek Jacoby's utterly terrifying incarnation of the Master against the War Doctor? Even though the progenitor of the role, Sir John Hurt, is no longer with us, we could still possibly have a showdown of the two with a much younger version of the War Doctor, played brilliantly by the very talented Jonathan Carley. Anyway, I hope that you're all doing well, and I wish you the best. Kind regards, Simon Kozalka Koshalka. Ooh, like that little... Uh, yeah, I think he's telling us how he's to telling pronounce us his how name, to, Koshalka, Koshalka even yeah. 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 But it's, I just like the little Doctor Who nod there. Yeah, it's nice. Schalke. But that's why I think he's put that little smiley face. Grin. Yeah, Toothy Grin. Well, Hello, um, my name's Toothy Grin. That's by no means, Simon, a terrible idea. Hmm. Uh, that's it for this week's emails, Mysteriously. Uh, we look forward very much to Mysteriously reading more next Mysterious Week. Well, the randomoid selectron is on its way. What will it select? The tension is literally... 
tense. It's almost literally tense. Almost, but not quite. Could be, quite. should be, might be, who knows. <laughs> and don't forget, we'll be teasing you with the first mysterious 15 minutes of Jamie as we hear the second Doctor and his faithful Highland companion back together again for the first time in ages. Meanwhile... Talk producer and script editor James Goss and writer Tim Foley are here to talk about Torchwood Among Us Part 3, How I Conquered the World, and just how frightening social media might be. But we're on a beach. And who is that in the picture? <laughs> Hello, friend. I know where you are now. What will you do next? How I Conquered the World. Tim Foley. I think this was a very balmy premise that you gave us, Mr. Goss. Do you ever wonder? I mean, uh, it, I all started by thinking, you know, how's Tom from MySpace doing? And that led me to just going, how's MySpace doing? Which leads us to the idea of a, a very, very disgruntled, left out social media app that's sitting there, the world having forgotten it. Does that seem a timely story to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think... I think, oh God, it was maybe a few years ago, I learned about the concept of digital decay. And I don't know if you've heard about the BBC Doomsday Project 2. Tell me all about it. Well, um, they started doing a survey like the original Doomsday Project, but by the time they got to collating the results, oh, I'm gonna butcher this and people could just Google it. But basically the technology was already outdated by the time they came to be properly handling it. And, you know, technology moves on so, quickly and so rapidly and I mean I'd like to think I'm still young I know we joke I am uh, an old man sitting here with my guinea pigs and in, in my cardigan but um, I, I do have a handle I like to think on technology but even now even now the likes of TikTok you just start to reach an age where I don't know you just feel the tipping point where technology is just getting beyond you and so to put that feeling into the character of an actual social medium I think is great and ripe for potential. I mean, uh, I certainly live in a world where I've had a MySpace at one point. Uh, oh, I, I had a MySpace too. Oh, yeah. You yeah. you had a Bebo, didn't you? You were the uh, right... Well, I did, I did, because I lived in Northern Ireland for a bit and Bebo was big there. MySpace wasn't big. Bebo was big. Bebo. See, all of these forgotten social networks out there, still with your passwords, still with access to who you are, and one of these yes, days, one exactly. of them is going to come and find you. Yeah, I mean, they talk about the fact that I've cl I closed down my Facebook oh God, over a decade ago, but I didn't properly switch it down. I only deactivated it. So I, I know it still has all my details. And yes, 10 years out of date. But if my Facebook did come alive and started to get some ideas, I think it could probably track me down. It could probably predict what I've done in those 10 years. Just a, a fascinating idea, the the amount of private material that a social media would have on you and what it would do with it if it was sentient and if it was angry. And, and that all seemed a little bit far-fetched when we started writing it. And now we are in the world of ChatGPT. AI has really taken off in the last six months. By the time this comes out, people will be like, Oh, look at these old boomers. <laughs> How dare you? I'm a millennial. You're the boomer. I'm the millennial. I'm the youth. I'm the I youth. I know. <laughs> when I retire, I'll have a pension. What would you have? Oh, God, don't say that. I'll have my many, many guinea pigs around me. Yes, chat GP. Like, I mean, um, it's one of the things as well that makes you wonder, as a writer, whether you yourself will be redundant in, in years to come. Like, they say... 
AI struggles with creativity, but we're also seeing, you know, a lot of, um, you know, somewhat questionable um, AI made art, but it will learn in inverted commas. It will, it will increase its skills. It will possibly outrank us. These are all things that we kept live whilst writing it. I'm a tank, you're a moped. My name's Yvonne Hartman and no one is stopping me. But we can't get away in a tank. <laughs> Watch me. But they'll catch up with us. Maybe, but we're tortured and we keep going until they do. I'm Tracy Ann Oberman and I am playing Yvonne Hartman again. I love Yvonne because she is the person that should be in charge of everything. She's brilliant. She's like a benevolent dictator. Which is where we're heading, really. My Facebook account I came off, and if my Facebook account ever decided to wreak revenge on me, um, I, it would be terrifying. Because, yes, I abandoned it, like I might abandon Twitter. Like, where were they, what were all the other ones? Like, we work, and there were all these other sort of, like, abandoners. Bebo is another one. Such a great idea that these abandoned social network sites that have information, but are no nobody hears or listens to them anymore, would be seeking revenge. It's clever. And of course, who better to take them on than Yvonne Hartman? Before we surrender, can I just check? We've all been experiencing a shared psychic gloat, yes? Yes. Cool. That's all I wanted to know. You may shoot us now. Wait. These policemen have been sent to kill us, don't you think? That's why Yvonne has left us. Just go to bigfinish.com and type Among Us into the search pane at the top to find this one. And Torchwood Among Us 3 is released this Thursday, the 27th of July. In the meantime, it's... The Randomoid Selectatron, where we randomly select a Big Finish release and mysteriously offer you a 25% discount on it, mysteriously. What have you got, mate? Well, we've got a bit of Tom Baker this week and Which the Lyle Award. It's uh, 6.8 Doctor Who, the skin of the sleek. Yeah, it's part of a, a, a two-part release, isn't it? Uh, it is indeed, yes. Yeah, so... Uh, next... It certainly says the adventure continues in Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor Adventures of the Thief Who Stole Time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, here's the trailer. Master Bluejaw, chained hard to the book of futures... Wisest son of a skull. Tell us what we're here for. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Fourth Doctor Adventures. The Skin of the Sleek. We cannot begin at the beginning. That was once upon a time. Long gone. Like a dream lost in the deeps. A star falls from the sky. A man... A doctor with a box. A girl caught in the nets. A hunter who'll be hunted. Here, come on, lean on me. I'm very much obliged to you. Take it easy. I'm fine. You were nearly drowned. I have a friend. She's still out there. Friend? Romana. Captain? Well, here's a strange cat. Found her caught in the Dawnward Nets. It can't be. Satea Cara Dinora. What are you doing here? Well, I could ask you the same. This planet has a strange nature, neither fish nor fowl, nor sea nor land. That's why we're here. The coordinates indicated the planet Thunder in the Southeast Galactic Delta. We've only found one settlement. Yours isn't the only ship wrecked on this sodden planet. Tomorrow, 
bleeds into tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow. Big Finish. We love stories. Released back in 2017. I know. And directed even... No, it didn't say. Look, it says recorded on TBC. Why is that information not there? That's really annoying. Uh, but it was recorded a long time before that. And um, I think I was due to direct these two and for some reason couldn't make it. So Ken Bentley stepped in brilliantly. Uh, Mark Platt, great stuff. Who else is in the cast? Well, John Banks. Yeah. Jamie Newell. Jane Slavin. Alex Wyndham. Brilliant actor. And he's gone on to hugely great things. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, right, so um, I've got to write an email, haven't I, to um, Jackie Emery, the content manager and uh, daughter of uh, Dick Emery. Dick Emery. If you don't know who Dick Emery is, folks, write in and ask us and we'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. Let's say middle of the road entertainer from the 1970s and 60s I suppose big show on BBC One Saturday nights occasionally oh, you can see it if you have Sky sometimes oh really on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh you are awful but I like you uh, anyway I'm going to write to Jackie to inform her of our random selection uh, so that she can set the offers live on the bigfinish.com website Benji how do we get the 25% discount oh, well, I might tell you you never know no, I'm not going to tell you. No, I will tell you. Just go to bigfinish.com. Head over there. Not hard. Head over there. Go to the podcast page on the menu at the top. Once you're in there, you'll see the article. Click read more. Once you're reading more, it will then say, click here and enter the code buck up. And all you need to do is click there and enter the code buck up. That's buck up. B-U-C-K-U-P. All capital letters. No spaces. No complications. No parties in other nations. Uh, just go out there. Enter it in and you'll get your discount. It's a fantastic fantastic way of building your collection up uh, and uh, yeah i would i would do it if i were you it's would a great you? opportunity to, to listen to a bit of tom baker and uh, lala ward yeah I mean, oh no we didn't know, even mention lala did we oh, fantastic God. yeah it's a mark platt story you know it's it's I, if i were you but i'm not but if i was i would enter back up buck up in i'd get my discount i purchase this I'd whack it on my phone then i'd go for a nice long walk somewhere you know really sink get into the the story yeah, nice. I'm just making a note. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just making a note to Jackie that we will do the, the thief who stole time as well in this offer. Good. I was, seems... I was going to ask if that was going to be a possibility. Yeah, uh, should, should I may be, say it's so, a fantastic uh, idea. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Oh, too uh, kind. So it was, that was oh. a complicated email to write, plus sneezing in the middle of it wasn't so good. Uh, right. Adds there to the drama, go. though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, the anticipation, the sense. It's beautifully done, Ran, anyway, beautifully done. Mm. Uh, next week's podcast is all about the latest Ninth Doctor box set, Travel in Hope, starring, of course, Christopher Eccleston as the Doctor. In the meantime, it only remains for me to say this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And of course, Benji and I did this for the love, love of stories. stories. And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, the second Doctor adventures, James Robert McCrimmon.
Jamie by Mark Wright. Give up, did he? No, Jimmy, they don't. Oh, oh Doctor, it's a dead end. Oh, dear. Oh, crumbs. <clears throat> At this rate, we'll be strawberry jam. Oh, where's it gone now? Oh, I can't see a thing. Oh, what was that? I rather think they're playing with us, Jamie. Quickly, behind this control bank. No, wait. I can see. Ah! No. No. No! Jamie! Doctor, what happened? Oh, Jamie. I thought... Never mind. We have to get back to the TARDIS. Aye. Right. When I say run, run. Run! 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 Easy now, easy. Drink this. Steady. <coughs> oh. oh, thank you. What, what, what do they call you? I've told you before, sir, it's Ellen. Ah, of course it is. You, you shouldn't be here, Ellen. The prisoner vaults of Edinburgh Castle are, are no place for a lassie like you. Is that right? And what kind of lassie is that, eh? I'm made of strong stuff, don't you worry. Somebody's got to take care of you. Get that fever down. How long have I been here? You don't remember. I, I don't remember much about anything. Best not to worry. My employer, Dr Breck, was asked to come by the governor. I'm here to help. You've got a sickness on you. Do you mind me asking, what were you dreaming? I don't recall. You were calling out in your sleep? Calling for the doctor? I, I, I don't know any doctors. Doctors, 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 Landing? You ham-fisted vandals! You may be a backseat driver in my own TARDIS. Raven? Raven, are you there? Oh, I see. 
It's like that, is it? Let me work it out for myself again, eh? It would save time if you just told me why I'm here. Oh! Oh. Hmm. Hello there. Well then, I suppose I'd better see where I am, eh, puss? Rather marvellous. Whoops, a daisy. Watch yourself, you can. Ah, Scotland. If I didn't know better, I'd say Edinburgh. Makes a change from Cape Wrath, I suppose. Are you a dafty? I beg your pardon. A dafty? You know, barmy. Drag you away to the castle for talking to yourself. Oh, I see what you mean. Sassenach, is it? Never judge a book by its cover. <laughs> Got a lovely cape on here. Yeah, so I see. What a big one. Sassenach or no, your money's good here. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> see yourself. Oh, I wonder, where's the best place to um find some refreshment? Reckon you want the dog and duck down on Carfax Street? The dog and duck. Charming name. I'm obliged to you. Uh, good luck with the <clears throat> cape on. Dafty. Oh. oh, it's so cold. Well, you're burning up, Jamie. There, I felt the smell in all my days. The fever's got to run its course. Doctor Brex never seen anything like it. He doesn't care what's causing this affliction. You, you, you work for this Dr. Breck? Aye, going on two years. You'll think this is daft. Oh, tell me. Well, I want to be a physician, but, well, I'm a woman. I had <coughs> noticed. No place for women in a university. But Dr. Breck, he's teaching me. Sounds like a... <coughs> like a good... <coughs> Sir? Leave me in peace. Just, just leave me in peace. Right, that's it. Why didn't you just leave me be? Tell us the future, don't you? Show us your face, ah, you no, are you? <laughs> Come on, pull your heads or you'll feel the wrong end of my duck. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me in peace, please. Oh, oh. oh. Please, please, just please. Leave me Most salubrious of establishments should be just the ticket. Well, I get you. Oh, um, um, I don't suppose you have a pot of tea for one and some digestives. You what? 
Yes. Never mind. Perhaps just a small plate of bread and cheese. That's it? Yes. Not seen you before. You want to be careful. Oh, why is that? Strangers are getting noticed since the deaths started. Deaths, you say? Aye. Started doing by the grass market a few months back. Poor souls found in a devilish state. Murder, if you ask me. Is anything being done? I mean, to um, investigate? Where do you think you are? Magistrates don't give a stuff about a few dead beggars. Hmm. Right. I wonder. When you say devilish state... There's your bread and cheese. Oh, thank you. Um... Oh... Seem to be a little short of money. <laughs> Why don't you let me get this, Doctor? Raven. Well done, Jamie. We made it. We did? Hi, 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 we did. I think the Zytonians have seen the last of those terrible creatures. What creatures? The Hollow Wraiths. A colourful name from Zyton folklore. But there's always a rational explanation. Aye. Uh, Doctor? Yes, Jamie? Where's Victoria? Victoria? Did we leave her on Zyton? We had to go back. Jamie? We left Victoria with the Harrises on Earth. I don't... Oh, I, of course we did. Listen to me, blathering on. All right, Jamie. You look a bit peaky. I'm as right as rain. I mean, we have just tramped through that paradox jungle place on Zyta to get back to the TARDIS. I think a little rest and uh, recuperation is in order for both of us. Ah, you could be right. Awfully hot in here. Calm. Uh, Kirsty? Who? Oh, it's you, Helen. Oh, that's right. And you're Jamie McCrimmon. That's right. Oh. Oh. Castle. Was I asleep? You're away somewhere, that's for sure. God, take it out of here. You have to rest. I'll rest when I'm dead and gone. If you carry on like this, that'll be sooner than you think. Going nowhere. What? What's happening to me? Well, whatever it is, Dr. Brett will find the answer. Right. Oh, Bonnie lad. Let's get you back into bed. Jeez. I suppose you think this is funny. You don't seem entirely pleased to see me, Doctor. Do you blame me? You obfuscate and manipulate. I refuse to be treated in this way. Are you having second thoughts about our arrangement? I, I didn't say that. Oh, Doctor, sit down. At least we can be comfortable. I'm rather looking forward to this. Uh, what did you call it? Bread and cheese. Oh, very well. Isn't that better? 
Would it be too much to ask what my <clears throat> mission here is? I have to confess that sometimes I'm not party to all the pertinent data. Oh, really? There are limits on what I... on what we can do. Yes, as Katrona and Silas found to their cost on Skara. That was unfortunate. Unfortunate? People were killed! How is Celestine, by the way? Nothing you need concern yourself with. Hmm. Perhaps you should focus on the job in hand. What is this? Some kind of job appraisal? If you like. I thought it would be beneficial to observe you in the field. Oh. Beneficial to whom? What have you gathered so far? Demonstrate your expertise. Well, <clears throat> thank you. <clears throat> this is Earth, Edinburgh, sometime in the latter half of the 18th century. Probably 1770? Oh, very good. 1776, to be exact. Well, I wasn't far off. Believe me, I'm impressed. And? The innkeeper let slip about a spate of recent deaths in the city. Death seems to follow you around, doesn't it? What's that supposed to mean? What's your next step? The death started in the grass market. I thought I might begin my investigations there. Assuming that meets with your approval. I am but an observer. Where you go, I follow. Lucky me. <laughs> no point in hanging about then. Well, <clears throat> come on if you're coming. At least let me finish my lunch. This cheese is excellent. You really didn't can. If I did, would I be asking? You work for a clockmaker in the Luckin Boots. William Rankin and Sons? I... Aye. You, you hold time in your hands, McCrimmon. <laughs> That's what Rankin used to say. I, I think... Oh, I can't remember. Well, the governor told Dr. Breck he went berserk in a tavern fell upon a group of soldiers, calling them dirty redcoats. They dragged you up to the castle and dumped you in here. That was six months back. Uh, not the first cell I've been in. Might be your last, though. Governor found some records. Reckons you for a Jacobite who avoided the noose. Thirty years back. They reckon you were at Culloden. Culloden? Were you? Maybe I was. thousand or more of us. The Redcoats just... just cut us down. I was a piper with the McLarens. If it wasn't for Polly and Ben... Who? Polly and... Ben? They... saved my life. Saved me and... and... To murder a McCrimmon, would you? Craig on tour! Ah! No! No, please!
बिग फिनिश फॉर द लव ऑफ स्टोरीज